When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Tomlin's a proud man, and he should be. He's achieved a lot in the NFL in his life. But if there was ever going to be a day where he was just going to be flat out embarrassed, this should have been the one. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. From Cleveland, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Browns 13, Steelers 10. You saw it. You don't need me going over it. Just about anything that could go wrong offensively did, except, of course, for Jalen Warren. But even that goes wrong peripherally because Tomlin and Matt Canada only have him take nine carries and 12 total touches on a day where he'd run up 149 rushing yards, 74 of those on a single beautiful sprint for a touchdown. And and I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say about this offense. I don't know what to say about the fact that this offensive coordinator is still employed. I don't know what to say about this immensely struggling, maybe permanently so, quarterback. As Kenny Pickett had probably his worst day in the NFL. And on top of all that, literally And figuratively, I don't know what to say about this head coach because it doesn't seem that he's all that invested in this, which I know sounds preposterous, okay? But I don't know how else to explain him walking into this press conference room afterward as he did and seeming, I'm not sure what the right word is for it, Uh, not ambivalent, no way. But there was a, there was a bit of it, like an upbeat tone to the way he was talking. And I've had people communicate with me after seeing that press conference on TV asking if I'd felt the same thing. And I wrote back in each case, yeah, I did. And that it was really strange and, and without precedent. I've covered a lot of this man's press conferences. And I wasn't sure what to get out of that. There was a glowing about the Browns defense and the Browns uh, venue. Must have mentioned that one a hundred times. The venue, the, the environment, and what a big impact that had against the Steelers offense. I'm like, what? What? You know how many games I've covered in this city were the venue? wasn't an issue because it never would have been or could have been 
Not just because Ben Roethlisberger's been Cleveland's daddy for a decade and a half, but also because he's employing grown-ups. And I'm using the present tense there advisedly because he's still employing grown-ups. So was this like the worst kind of excuse-making or avoiding answers about the offense, which, by the way, he did through the entire press conference? Like, check this out. He was asked, in the simplest possible terms, what's missing right now from Kenny's game? You know, I think the Cleveland Browns had a lot to do with that. I'd, I'd be... I'd be, you know, disingenuous, man, if I didn't compliment them on, on their players, their schematics, how they played today, or the venue component of it. From an offensive perspective, there's a lot of things that were challenging today. I got to tell you, Kenny's got a lot of flaws right now, okay? He might be the worst quarterback in the National Football League. But I'm really, really, really not thinking it's about the venue, He's played in some big venues. He's done well in some big venues. He's won games in these types of atmospheres. My goodness. Somebody needed to shoot straight on this subject, and Najee Harris decided he'd be that one. There's just a lot of stuff that just goes around that just, just, it's just that you guys don't see. Um, that's like just, I'm just at a point where it was just like, man, I'm just, I'm just tired of this shit. Okay, so which stuff exactly was Najee getting tired of? Well, he'd go on to say that he didn't appreciate that opponents know which plays the Steelers are going to run. He went on to say that being six and three or six and four doesn't matter much if you're playing this poorly because it's the National Football League and you're going to get exposed. He went on to say when asked why the Steelers on their final possession with the game tied with a minute 42 left with the ball at the Pittsburgh 30 with one of the best kickers on the planet on their own sideline. Why, why, why this offense went three and out with three straight passes after the only thing they'd done well all afternoon had been to run? His answer, good question. Next question. All of that's in play right now. All related to the offense. The one thing that you and I and almost Everybody who follows or tracks this team in any capacity has been discussing just the offense, but it's just the one topic that the head coach never wants to address, not just in word, but in deed. Think about it. What moves has he made? What changes has he brought to the offense? Why, why, why would anyone keep Matt Canada employed through all this. Yeah, I get it. The quarterback's bad. All right. There are real concerns about Kenny in the present and into the future. I'm not running from that subject and I'm not prioritizing or ranking the blame. I hate doing that stuff. Kenny's a problem unto himself. 
the coordinator's a problem unto himself and has been one from pretty much day one of being promoted to that job. But it still feels like all of this news is being sent to the head coach via carrier pigeon and it still hasn't arrived and that's really wild when we come back j1q luxembourg garbett kelly and george lgkg is a personal injury law firm in western pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers comp or medical malpractice when the attorneys at lgkg make you a promise they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888 842 5454 LGKG. And today's J1Q comes from Ryan, who says, DK, to me, there are three possibilities. One, Kenny Pickett is no good. Two, Matt Canada is no good. Three, it's really tough to say because the entire offensive operation is no good. What say you, my friend? Well, you're going to put a lot of pressure on me here. But at the same time, I'm just going to keep coming back with the same answer, which is you're not going to be able to isolate blame the way you want to. It's so much easier. It's so much more convenient. It feels like it's so much healthier in a way to channel it at an individual or even at a facet. But this is bad. This offense is bad. The way the head coach, who is supposed to govern the entire offense, oversees everything, including the offense, is bad and dumb. There's so much dumb in what I covered here today, in what I heard afterward today, that I could fill 10 episodes of the dumb. That's how dumb and how bad. You're not going to have your scapegoat. They could fire Matt Canada tomorrow. They could replace Kenny Pickett tomorrow. You're not going to have the result that you want. This is a really big problem that ultimately points to the head coach. When you're doing this kind of stuff and you're doing it on a regular basis and you haven't had playoff success in forever, these are things that add up. You realize that the Steelers totally wasted Three timeouts. One of them was just a lack of awareness of the clock. Two of them were because they had 12 men on the field defensively. Don't let little stuff like that slip just because you're mad about the, the, you know, the quarterback or the offense or the miscommunications and whatever else here. How about 
the offensive lineman. How about all the times that you noticed you, the layperson, the fan, presumably not somebody who's working in professional football, that a, a lineman just didn't know where to even go. They, they had no clue what the play was. Who does that reflect badly on? The lineman, sure, to an extent. The positional coach, sure, to an extent. The coordinator, sure, to an extent. But where does it end? Where does that buck stop? A delay of game on a punt? 20-yard punts? What do you do with that? What do you do with that? I... I'm going to have way more questions than answers about this team, I think, from now through the end of the season. And I don't think anyone's going to like the answers that eventually come to those questions. I appreciate the J1Q. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And we will do another one of these tomorrow when I get back home. 